What's up, everybody? Dudes and dudettes, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are at. We are here with a very special guest here tonight. As you can see, he's got a pretty new job considering he doesn't have a piece of decor on his wall and it's about as white and boring as possible. Doesn't have ESPN on in the background. Former Weeviac, uh, three time uh, first team all Weeviac at his days at Davison Elkins, averaged a 1,200 points career score and has had stops at Pikeville and recently came from the University of Charleston as the head assistant coach to take the new position in his first go around in the head head coaching world so now he cannot pawn any blame on anybody but only himself brett rector salem how you doing sir hey man how you doing i know the walls still have some fresh paint on them so we got a little work to do just got the job in july so uh i, I tell everybody hey we got a list of priorities and some of the things are priority number 87 you know we, we're just not to it yet but hey, uh, man, look, show everyone that green on that shirt let's i mean dude come on man you yeah. gotta get that green on the wall that is yeah. nice no question no question dude, people I, I've never kill worn, for those school colors i've never worn green before but i'm giving it a go and so far so good yeah you were never anything green at all no. black and orange red and black and white and yeah. you're, you're at west virginia tech you were blue yeah. and gold and and ravenswood wasn't green either <laughs> no, red and black, and then at Charleston we were maroon. So I mean, it's uh, green's new for me, but but man, it's been good. Hey, that's good for a coach's wardrobe because you always have the coach wardrobe of the school colors. So now you got yeah. some green to mix in there. So you're gonna have like a rainbow here, and by the end of the year. That's right. That's right. No question. No question. Well, Coach, again, thanks for taking the time here with us. We've had an absolute blast learning to know about uh, some of the D2 schools and the NAIA schools. A lot of people don't know a lot about them. I think your office is a depiction of an accurate scene of what an actual D2 office is. There's no lazy boys. There's no there's no wraparound couches. You get a corner of a corner uh, with a uh, sh plastic shower curtain in between dividing you and the softball coach. So that's how D2 works. But no, Salem, in all seriousness, no, all joking aside, a great opportunity. Salem, a lot of people know, used to be Salem International. They have switched then to just Salem. And it seems like uh, since that change, Salem has definitely been on the rise. You have some very nice newer facilities and you have a lot more attractive options than maybe coaches of the past at Salem of getting some good talent here. So um, how, how did you start? I mean, you got late to the game, a summer hire before school's never easy. You inherited the schedule. So how's recruiting been? Um, how are you going to recruit there? And how's this year going to look this year? Yeah, uh, you know, so I took over July 1st, um, and it's been kind of a whirlwind to this point. Uh, we actually started school a little bit later than, than some other people, which I said for me in year one was a good thing. You know, I was able to have another week or two to recruit, and, uh, you know, we, we needed five, six scholarship guys when I took over, and I was just, you know, scratching my head at first, you know, in a, in a month and a half, two months, am I going to be able to get anybody that can play, you know, and, and so I was a little worried about that, but but I feel like we've really uh, pieced together a nice roster and, and we just got off the court, you know, probably 30 minutes ago, we're starting to install some of our, our system. Um, and we got a great mix of, of returners. Uh, there's three guys that are in the program that averaged double figures on last year's team um, that have really embraced uh, the way we're trying to do things and, and, and kind of stepping into those leadership roles. And then we've, we've signed a couple grad transfers. Um, you know, we got a kid, uh, TJ Howard, it's an unbelievable guard, um, played division one, scored a lot of points at the division one level. So I think he's going to be a, an immediate boost to us. And Darius Bell played at, um, uh, USC Aiken for the last four years, high, high level division two basketball, been to the national tournament. 
Um, so I, I was able to bring in some guys with some experience, sign a kid from Fork Union um, that, that I think is going to be really good for us. Hmm, friend um, of show, Fork Union. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, but Fork, Fork Union has been good to us. You know, we had a couple guys at Charleston um, the last few years that were just unbelievable players for us, and uh, that's always an area we'll recruit. And again, with me being from West Virginia, we'll, we'll try to take a look at West Virginia kids kind of first. And, um, you know, obviously I think in my time at Pikeville and Charleston, we've had some success in junior colleges and Division One transfer, you know, route as well. But you know, I'm just excited to, to kind of move over a seat. Um, you know, it, it comes with a lot. You know, it's like one of those things when they tell you about, you know, when you're going to be a first-time parent, like it's that people can tell you whatever they want, but until you actually experience it, man, you don't really know what all that entails. Um, and that's the same thing, you know, when you become a head coach is, cool. there's a lot, you know, on a day-to-day that people just don't think about that you have to deal with. And have to make like, wait, decisions. wait, I got to do this? Yeah, yeah. So, but it's all, you know, it's, it's something I've been preparing for my whole life and uh, just thrilled for the opportunity. No, and, and everyone's happy for you in that community because you've put in your time, uh, not only as a player, but as learning the ropes. You've been in two successful programs. Uh, you were down uh, with Coach Kelly, and you won a national title on the staff down at Pikeville down in 2011. Explain to everybody what that was like. We had Ty on here recently, and he was, yeah. you know, he was still a young buck when that happened, but you were probably – after playing in the Weviac level, then getting a taste of the national championship, and you were on some, you were in some tough situations at DNE, Davis and Elkins. So, what was that experience like? Yeah, it's kind of one of those things that you know you you think when when you know when I was young, um, you know I thought I was gonna you know just rise to the top. And by the time I was thirty, I was gonna be the coach of Kentucky or West Virginia. You know, I mean that's that's kind of what you think when you're young and dumb, and it just doesn't really work that way. You know, um, but but I think for me, I love the game of basketball. I love teaching. I love coaching. And so that's why I do it. You know, it's not necessarily, you know, where you coach, it's why you coach. Um, and so my experience at Pikeville was unbelievable. I mean, Coach Kelly Wells is, you know, one of the best basketball coaches I think that I've ever been around any level. Uh, he's, now he's, got, he's, got, he's got a ring to show it, right? Hey, he, he, he won a high school state championship in Kentucky and won a national championship. I mean, you know, I mean, hard to argue those things. But just, a, just you know, it's so much more than that. It's just how he goes about, you know, his everyday life and, and developing people and, um, just being, a, you know, such an unbelievable leader for that program. And then and I worked, uh, you know, went on work for Dwayne um, Osborne at Charleston, which was another unbelievable experience. But, you know, even for me, I go all the way back to, you know, I played for Mick Price uh, at Ravenswood, who's one of the most legendary coaches in the state of West Virginia. Uh, you know, it was unbelievable. My dad helped him coach forever and all those guys. Um, you know, growing up, I was around them. And I worked for Bob Williams at uh, West Virginia Tech was my first job. So I've just been around unbelievable coaches. I've been blessed. And so for me, I've been able to take a little bit, uh, you know, of all those experiences and kind of mold them in into my own, you know, and, and use bits and pieces from each place I've been. But, you know, the experience of Pikeville in 2011 is something I'll never forget. And it's one of those things I have the ball in the net, you know, and all that stuff in my parents' house. And when I walk by it, you know, you you think about all those people, you know, that, that you coach on that team and all the experiences and, and all that type of stuff. Um, is what I always think about when I, when I see that ball and, and that net. You know, it's, it's just so much more than, than those material things sitting there. Are you, a, are you a coach that, like, says, what do you know? I got a ring. Yo, get on the line. Are you that guy? No. no, no you're, no, not, you're not the tough love? Like, what do you know? What do you know? No, you're, you're, no, you're 19. Think, you're not a man. I think, I think it's more for me about the relationship piece with each one of your players and, like, yeah. Just joking. You know, I, I think I revert always back to 
hey, we had Quincy Hankins Cole on that team. We had Vance Cooksey on that team. And I give them examples, you know, from those guys. Um, but at the same time, they don't care about that stuff. You know, like they want to know what, what, what we can do for them, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and I try to sell them, hey, here's what we can do for you. And, and here's what you can do for our program. You know, and so I think that that's kind of how I approach it. And, and I want it to be, you know, relationship based with each one of those guys we have in our program. And to me, I think the better relationship I have with our current players, the better they're going to play and the better I'm going to coach if we have that relationship and that bond. So that's kind of how we approach it. All right. Imagine me about 100 pounds lighter, the full head of hair and a decent jump shot. And I could jump 40 inches. What can you do for me, coach? Why am I going to Salem? Yeah. So, so I think the big part, you know, for example, you know, TJ Howard and some of these guys we got this, this coming year, like I think they have an opportunity to do something special. And that's kind of what we sell to them. Like the tradition here is unreal. You know I mean? If you go back and look at, you know, the Mike Carey days, um, you know, Clark Maloney was the coach when I played when they were good. Uh, Even Adam Williams and Rob Ford, the last, you know, two, three, four years, they've been really good. You know, Adam, I think won 18 games in his last year, 17, something like that. Um, So the tradition of Salem basketball, um, is good and the expectations are high. And so when I took over, um, you know, my big thing was, hey, how fast can I get us to the national tournament? And, and I know being an independent, that's hard. But 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 I told him, hey, we're going to do it. We're going to do it and you're going to help us do it. And so that's kind of the sell that I've given those guys is like, why don't you come here and, and help us do something uh, that's special? And for me, I'm motivated to do things that, you know, have never been done or haven't been done in a long time. So I don't think we've been to the national tournament at Salem you know, 2007, I think, was the last one. I mean, um, yeah, they haven't been in the conference in so long. That's right. So, so for me, it's like now, you know, obviously late 90s, early 2000s with Mike, it was it was an every year thing. But, you know, my Clockwork. goal was, yeah, hey, we're, we're, we're going to get back there and you're going to help us do it and be a big part of that. So I think that's kind of, um, you know, kind of been my sell. Uh, it's just really investing in those guys and, and showing them, hey, here's the way we're going to do it. Um, and I think for me, you know, being a part of the team at Pikeville and the program at Pikeville and then at Charleston, you know, the last few years at Charleston, we've had unbelievable success. So I try to tell them, like, I know what that looks like, you know, and I can help us do that. Um, so I think that's been a piece of it as well. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. And, and, you know, let's talk about Salem not being in a conference. It's one of the few independent schools left, especially now that Frostburg State is no longer independent and joined the conference. How difficult is that? Because you inherited a schedule. Now we have COVID protocols. Now schedules are changing every each and every day. And you inherited something in July. So it's not like you had time to really sink your teeth into it and get out of contracts because a contract's a contract. It's not like uh, like transfer. You can just up and leave like, when you sign the dotted line, you're pretty committed. So what kind of challenge is that for you this year? But also explain to everybody how challenging it is without a conference to get into the national tournament. Yeah, so, so for me, I kind of flip, I, I'm going to flip it a little bit. Like, it is a challenge. But I'm also, I, I think in Division Two basketball, and you know this, like, it's really all about the region. And so we're in the Atlantic region, right? And so we're in there with the Mountain East teams, the PSAC teams, and the CIAA teams. And so my goal is, hey, let's try to play as many of those teams as we can. And I don't, I mean, I, I want to play the best ones. Like this year, if you look at our schedule, I mean, even in July, I had an opportunity to get several games because as an independent, you got to get all 28. So, so a big portion of my day is working on scheduling, you know. Um, so, so I was able to go get some games, but I mean, we're playing Virginia State, Virginia Union. We're playing uh, Austin Broaddus, Davis Nelkins, Wesleyan. We're playing Fairmont. Uh, playing Bluefield State. So, I mean, the schedule is filled with regional 
Division II opponents because I think in order for us to get back to the national tournament, we have to play those teams. We have to beat those teams. So that's what I'm trying to do. Um, now, you know, I looked at the schedule the other day and I was like, this is probably a little tougher than I wanted it to be. Um, but if I want to get to the national tournament, that's what we got to do, right? And so um, I think that's kind of been my approach in, in, hope, in hopes that obviously we can get into a conference uh, in the near future. And I think administration is working on that right now. And, and I'm hopeful that that'll happen, you know, in the near Ooh, future. Ooh, is that, is, that, is that breaking news? Are we allowed to talk about I, that? I don't think we got anything, you know, that's yeah. breaking news at this point, but, but I know yeah. it's going to work on it. Hey, you're joining the Hawaii conference, coach. Let's get there. Goes <laughs> yeah, that budget. There goes the budget. Up that, up that budget if we're going to Hawaii. But, oh, uh, boy, that conference think, better come up with a lot of money. Yeah. But, but I think that's, uh, you know, obviously, I think at the end of the day, in, in Division Two, it's us and Bluefield State, and, and there's a few other teams that are in well, there. That's really it now. It would allow a lot of manpower hours in your athletic administration to be divvied up toward the other stuff that you weren't expecting to be told, like, hey, um, I don't even know what kind of random stuff you get. I mean, it was, I, I blanked there, but I'm sure you could name, reel yeah. off 30 first. Yeah. Impre- like, oh, my God, already I'm dealing yeah. with this. Um, so you played at Davis and Elkins, you know, the Weeviac. Weeviac has since disbanded. Now it's the Mountain East. But still, you have the mentality. You are West Virginia. You're coaching in the heart of West Virginia. Salem's an old coal town, um, you know, uh, very proud town, very, tow- re- very proud residents of the town of Salem that will – but when something big happens, it's one of them cities where the last person to leave turned the lights off. So how is that mentality of being down there? Because even Pikeville, I would consider in the same yeah. class is, you know, it's yeah. coal country. Uh, it's just as much Appalachian as everything else, West Virginia. So now how does that, though, with you with at Salem, how is that going to help you carry over? Because you know the area, you know the yeah. travel, you know how to prepare your kids, your young men, sorry, your young men. Um, you know, so how is that going to work out for you, you think? Yeah, I think for me, being from uh, from Ravenswood, West Virginia, and all that is, I mean, I, there's a sense of pride that, that comes from that, um, and I, I love being from West Virginia, and so it, it's a big thing for me, you know, and I played at Davis and Elkins, and I coached at Charleston, and, and so I, I'm so familiar with the state. Uh, I love Division II basketball. I played Division II basketball. I coached Division II basketball, so like all that stuff uh, kind of it just aligns with, with what I want to do, you know, and, and then um, just the piece where I, you know, now I get to become, you know, a head coach at somewhere like that is, is really a dream come true for me um, to be able to do it here. And then I think about, you know, Salem and just the tradition of the basketball program and the coaches that have been here. And so all that to me um, is why that this is a perfect fit, you know, being from West Virginia, the history and tradition of the program and division two basketball, you know, I, just, I think it's an unbelievable level. Uh, I think people are so, kind of naive on you know d2 and naia basketball um and, and i tell the story all the time about you know when i was at pike we won the national championship right well we had on that roster um you know a four-man that played at nebraska like played at nebraska scored points and started games <laughs> in nebraska a five-man that was at oklahoma uh we had a backup post player that played at central florida our point guard averaged about 10 points a game in Division one before we got him. And then he went on to play in the D league and actually had a two way contract with the Chicago bulls. And that's at Pikeville, you know? So it's like <laughs> people are just, I mean, they have no idea how good some of these guys are. Uh, you know? It's so, how some of these teams are. I always say the difference between D one and D two, you may have heard me say this to other coaches. It's about right. four inches around the rim. hundred percent, hundred percent. And then, yeah. I mean, we have the kid right now at Salem, uh, 
that, you know, our, one of our guards, I mean, he, he averaged 11 points a game in division one and hit 73s in division one, you know, and, and he's here with us now. So like the, the, the talent level is just, is unbelievable. And I really enjoy just getting to work with those guys, and, um, you know, trying to make an impact on them. Are you going to be a high scoring program or are you going to be slapping the floors? You know, I'm, I'm a little, um, I think a lot of the way that we're going to play is, is probably stems from my time at Charleston. So I think we're, we want to play fast. And you know how it is, like in our region, even right now, I mean, the Mountain East in this region is one of the highest scoring, you know, conferences and regions in Division Two. So it is up and down, it's fast paced. But we've kind of been really good at Charleston. We were really good at Charleston the last few years because we were good defensively. You know, we were efficient on offense. So like, I want to play really fast, but I don't want to play so fast that we're taking bad shots and we're turning it over. You know, I, I want to be efficient. And so I think in the last three years at Charleston, you know, we were, you know, top seven in the country in field goal percentage. So, like, that that stuff's really important to me. Um, and we're going to use kind of a similar system that we use there because I, I think the blueprint, you know, is there obviously for success. All right, Coach, here's a, here's a good one for you. What would have meant or would mean more to you, a conference championship as a player or as a coach? Shoo, man. That's a that's between a rock and a hard place there, but probably exactly that's what we do here, man. Like yeah, I'm not here. Oh, this yeah. ain't no walk in the park, man. That's, this ain't this ain't Charleston basketball here, man. We, we <laughs> this is serious. This is hard. That's your jobs. That's the tough and there question. went my interview with Dwayne Osborne. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I would say coach. I would say coach. Um, and why is that? I I think it's just because uh, we talk about a lot our core values, and so. For me as a person, our core values are others-centered, you know. And so I think when I'm a coach, I can kind of see the investment that we've made as a staff into others. And seeing them be successful is probably more rewarding to me than doing something myself. Right. I mean, it, it, it's – I think as a coach, if you want to promote the team, you know, you're running the team – I mean, everybody wants to hit that three, two, one for the championship, fade away in the corner with three guys closing on them. But yeah, I, I would say it's probably definitely a more overall body of work. And now, probably you can now that you've you're the guy dealing with all these problems that come up, you're probably like, yeah, this is gonna be real nice. Like that would be real nice. <laughs> right, right. No, it's I, I definitely think you know upon thinking about it here in the last few seconds, I think I think the coaching one means a little more. Biggest learning curve you've had as coach so far, even though it's only been uh, a couple months? I think the biggest thing, and uh, I actually had a conversation with a guy the other day that was a, a, a newly promoted principal at a, at a high school, and, and we're probably facing similar things. The biggest thing is that I would tell people is the amount of decisions you got to make. And I've had this conversation with Ty, you know, Ty about it when he just became the head coach last year. Um, you're inevitably going to make – a lot of people furious, right? And, and there's nothing you can do about that because it's like you have a thousand people reaching out to you about, hey, you should take this player, you should recruit that player. Well, we only got but so many roster spots, you know? Um, so what you're going to do is you're just, by your decisions, inadvertently, you're going to make some people mad. And so I think just the amount of decisions that you have to make when you're in, you know, a leadership role, whether it's a head coach, you know, or a principal of a high school or whatever other position that would be, the, the decisions you make are going to affect so many people. Um, and that, that's been the biggest one for me is just adjusting to that. And, you know, some, some people you got to tell them, Hey, I can't do this right now. You know, you got to be able to tell people no, and then deal with, <laughs> deal with what comes next. But you look at my kid I'm telling you, he's good enough. Look at my kid, yeah, look at yeah. my kid, look at him. Just look at him. just five minutes, five minutes. Yeah. Yes. 
So, and then it's like, Hey, I know we can play for you coach. It's like, we don't even know the players we have, you know? So like, uh, you know, but, um, but that's been the biggest thing probably is just the amount of decisions that you've had to make, you know, I've had to make since I've been in this chair, but again, it's all, it's all been good. You should, you should flip the scrim big. What does that mean? What, because <laughs> I'm Salem, I'll take anybody. I mean, what, what, yeah. you're rude. You're rude, I, sir. I, I always, I always find that funny when, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, high school coaches, junior college coaches, whatever, that say, Hey, this guy will be your best player. It's like, well, you, you haven't even seen his practice. You haven't seen his play. How do you know? You know so, but, it's called overselling. Yeah. 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 Would you That's, rather, okay. So would you rather coach just call you and be like, listen, great kid can be a little bit of a dick, you know, like, <laughs> like just big straight up. <laughs> I, I appreciate the honesty. So I, so I know what I'm getting, you know, and I think, yeah. I think it's like one of those things, the guys that I trust the most in this business and the recruiting stuff are guys that can just tell me, Hey, here's the good, here's the bad. And then you can, it's up to me now to decide if I can deal with that. You know, and there's certain things I think for me that um, that I'm probably going to be able to deal with, and then there's certain things that I'm just not going to deal with. And so I think each individual coach just needs to come up with those things in their mind um, and kind of figure that out as they go in the recruiting philosophy. I think when people get to Salem, they're like, man, I better shape up. It's going to take me at least a good half hour to get back to Clarksburg from here to get to catch the bus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what gets you more hype, a block or a charge? Um. I would say probably a block. And I think that's probably more of like a, a player's answer, you know, like, but, but I think for me that there's still a part of me that, you know, where I was a former player, I still have some of those, those juices, like, you know, some coaches like, you know, the dunks or and eh, whatever. Eh, I still, I jump up and down like a little kid when I see a dunk too. I, I like to see that. So, it's all about the ref. If the ref's into it, it's the best play ever. But if he just nonchalantly, I'm like, oh, yeah, come on, man. Like, yeah, get, no, the no, double, no. get the double no. pro hop and then, like, yeah. lean into it. Get into yeah. it, ref. Yeah, yeah. But I, I like a good charge, too. I mean, both those plays excite me as a coach uh, as long as in the right position and, and all that stuff. So, but yeah, probably any, a block. Any effort plays a good play. That's why it's tough to pick between the two. No question. All right. Um, so, recruiting – What's recruiting like with, I mean, I don't know what the budget is at Salem, but I'm assuming it's like every other D2 school. It's not the easiest thing to work with. You have to really pay attention to every penny spent. So recruiting becomes a big thing. So how reliant are you and probably other coaches in your area on virtual like um on you know yeah. databases you know like i mean is it are you at the point now where you could do probably 90 percent of your recruiting without leaving your office yes yeah, that's a that's a great question because i think uh especially at this level and i you know i've been you know obviously i recruited uh when i was at west virginia tech we were nai we we're in the mid-south at the time i was at pikeville nai mid-south charleston for five years d2 um, so I've had in kind of my niche in college basketball has always been recruiting. Um, that's kind of why, and that's what I preach to the guys that I've, I've hired here. Like if you want to get the next job, if you want to go from a GA to a full-time assistant or, or, or get a better job or whatever that is, like you better go get players, you know? And, and that's kind of been my, my sell to them because that's kind of what I did. You know, I think I was always kind of hired by Kelly Wells or Dwayne Osborne or whatever because they thought I could help them get players, you know, and I think you just have to, to really have um, a hunger for, for work. And so for me, like I, I use my, you know, now I'm 37 years old and I have so many guys I either played with in college or coached with at different places. 
Yeah, it's man, you're getting old, man. Starting to get a little gray up here and, you know, whatever. But um, I rely so much on my, you know, contacts and, and friendships that I've made in the business. You know, like I mean, I, one of the guys we worked with, you know, I worked with the Charleston's a Division One assistant. You know, a guy I worked with at Pike Mills, a Division One assistant. I, so, I mean, I'm constantly texting them, calling them, because they got the big budgets, right? They're going and seeing everybody. So, they tell, tell me who we should get, you know. So, so you're doing that type of stuff. Um, hey, you got again, a guy that's not D1? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, who's, who's this fringe guy that doesn't have any offers? Call me about it, you know. So, so there, there's just – and there's so many ways to do it. I mean, if you go back and look at some of the guys we signed at Charleston or even here, I mean, just how those things originated – could be a text message from an old buddy. Could be a you know link you saw on Twitter and you track this kid down. I mean, it's just you know nowadays there's so many ways to do it. Um, I think each coach just has to come up with a system that works for the coach and for the school where you're at. You know, depending upon your budget and things of that nature. So for me, time frame like I, mean, I got a job in July. It's not like I'm going to be going out you know to see a bunch of kids to sign to come here in August. You know, so I got to you know, hit the transfer portal and do, do some things of that nature to be able to get those guys here in a timely fashion. Now, moving forward, I will go out and watch high school games and do AAU stuff, trying to see some guys um, and things of that nature. But again, there's a thousand ways to do it. You just have to be super proactive. And it's one of those things that you got to do every day. I mean, recruiting is every day. I mean, you got to constantly be turning up new leads, you know, beating the bushes on guys. I and mean, I tell, you know, the guys, our top assistant now, I mean, the, the amount of leads you need to turn up are just endless because it, especially, you know, being here at Salem or even at Charleston, like everybody you're recruiting, you want to be a little, you know, a little bit higher than you, so to speak. So like you could have five guys fly off the board, you know, in an hour. So you better have a bullpen, you know, and a bullpen for the bullpen. So <laughs> it, that's kind of how we just approach it. And, um, it's obviously, you know, we're very specific in our approach to that, very organized um, in terms of how we do that. All right. Um, so what are you most excited about, though? Lastly, we'll finish on this. What What are you most excited about? First year head coach at a school you've only played against, never really worked with, new administration, brand new team, a lot on the plate because it is the first year. You want to come out and make an immediate impact, I'm sure. Um, what, what are you looking forward to? What I just did today, what I did today. I mean, that, that's what I, t- I told. Uh, what, talk to me? No, well, that's part of it, right? I guess. Hey, you know. But, hey, but, we made it. <laughs> in, in all seriousness, like just the, uh, you know, we had, you know, this morning the guys lifted. We had a team meeting for about thirty minutes. Uh, we talked, you know, just a little bit about our core values and some things that you know I feel like we need to get better on as a program. Then we broke them into groups and we went out there and we, we put three new plays in. You know, we, we did some five on oh dummy stuff, and just that time I get to spend with them on the court. Is, is what I look forward to. You know, I think there's so much in this job, you know, paperwork stuff and, and things behind the scenes that you have to do as a head coach that I don't necessarily love. Um, but it's like the time I get to be on the court with those guys is, I mean, it's absolute gold to me, you know. And so that's what I really look forward to. And it's all about a process. I mean, obviously, we want, we want to win every game we play. We want to make the national tournament. And we have those those thoughts and those goals, and that's what we're working towards. But what I try to preach to them is, you know, just it's a day-to-day thing, man. You got to get in here. We got to try to be a little bit better every day. And I try to worry about more what we're doing each day as opposed to who we're playing in February. You know, like I really don't even care about that right now. I'm just trying to get us a little bit better every day and really embrace and enjoy the time that I get to spend with those guys in the gym, in the meetings, in the in the weight room, all that type of stuff. I mean, that's that's why I do this, you know. And, and obviously the game nights are fun. You know, I love to see those guys go out there and, 
make shots and fly around. I mean, that's, that's get in fun. the little vans, eat the dominoes. Yeah, yeah. Take all the three-hour drive back home with you yeah. driving because you can't afford a driver. Hey, all that stuff. I'm good. You're with the driver stuff. now. You're the hey, driver we might, now. We might have to. Hey, I've done it before. Hey, right? good for you. That ride to Bluefield's beautiful in December. <laughs> that's that's part of the deal in D two ball, man. You, you just Ooh. gotta you gotta know what you're getting into, and, and I think uh, you know a lot of times you get guys that you know might drop down as you know. There's a bunch of guys that are Division one assistants right now that just want to be head coaches, and they maybe never been to this level, and you know might take a Division two job, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this is how you guys do it." Well, Imagine I, their I, reaction when they walk into Bluefield and see that metal strip going down the middle of the floor. <laughs> I'm good with all that stuff. I've been through it, and I know what I'm getting into. So. No problems there, but yeah, that's probably a long-winded answer for what I'm most excited about. But no, I, if it, that's if if you gave me a three-word response, I think all of Salem should be concerned. Like, ball is good. Like, all right, go go, go coach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, last one. How many technicals you getting this year? What's the over/under? I'm putting it at five. Are are you? I've never seen you. Are you animated? Yeah, I'm. I'm very like. Uh, I'm calm, cool, and collected. I would say ninety percent of the time. And then when I fly off the rail, man, I who we um, oh you build it up. Yeah, it's it's kind of one of those things. It's kind of how I am. I, I think just normally too. Like I'm very laid back. I'm easy to get along with. But there's just certain things that when I get to that point, they, they'll know it. And so that that to me is kind of how I want to coach. I, I want it to be uh, an uplifting, exciting type of thing. Um, but also, I want them to know that I mean business. You know, on certain things, we're not we're not gonna get out there and goof around on. We're gonna be serious when it's time to be serious. But I would say definitely under five. Um, I, I think I, you know, I was head coach. Of, I was the head coach of Parkersburg South, and I didn't get one uh, for the one year I was the head coach there. So I'm gonna roll with that same thought process. That Parkersburg South, they beat the hell out of everybody. There's nothing worth getting fired up about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right, coach. Well. We're going to work on that. We, we're going to text. We're going to give you like a code word. I want to give you a challenge. You're going to call a ref this name, and it's, that's what's <laughs> going to be the T. And, you know, that's your challenge by the end of the year. But, hey, Coach, seriously, thank you so much for getting to come and uh, talk with us a little bit about it. Don't worry about the office. It looks gorgeous. Uh, but, no, we do thank you for coming by. We wish you the best of luck. I've been – I watched you play. I've covered you play. Uh, you were a dude on the court. Now let's see if you can be a dude as the as the HC at Salem. Holm of the Tigers in Salem, West Virginia. New head coach, Brian Rector. Thanks, man. Thanks, good, man. Thank, thank you for having me. And hopefully, uh, you know, when we come back here in a couple months, we'll have a, the big S claw up on the wall and all that good stuff for you. Oh, uh, I want green every. I want it to look like the Incredible Hulk in there. I love it. Sounds all good, right, man. coach. Thanks for having me. Appreciate hey, it. Yep. All right.